Hey everyone, and welcome to the Novacast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And today we are here for the end of Adventure Jellion with episodes 53 and 54 of Digimon Adventure. We've got no news this week as far as I know. We're going to get straight right into this because, well, we have a surprise villain this week, apparently, so... It's come to this. We've come so far. 54 <laughs> episodes and... Wow, just over four months. Just yeah, over pretty, four months. It's, mo- it's been impressive. It's been over, just over four months. Before we really start, just thanks for listening to this first season. Of course, we've still got a lot to go, but you know what? It's been a very fun ride so far, and I'm excited to take this last little jaunt in our first adventure into the digital world with the both of you. Yeah, totally. It's been fun, and, and it's been a good... You know, you, you've got to start here, but... And and that's by no means a bad thing. It's been really fun re- revisiting this series. So, and yes, now now it comes to an end as as it as we are. So, but will it be with a bang or a whimper? I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Who would like to take <laughs> on episode fifty three synopsis? Any of you feeling up for it? You want to toss it over uh, to me? How we how we feeling? I, I, I'll do it because okay. it, there's not much there's not much to it, is there? Let's be real. Um, so yeah, this is episode 53, which is called Now Apocalypse in the dub. Because um, I guess they wanted to go for the Apocalypse Now pun, but uh, weren't, weren't brave enough to go the whole way. So this carries over from the end of the last episode where we have the Dark Masters finally vanquished with the death of Piedmon. And then Jedi showing up and saying to the kids, oh, you've got one last thing to defeat, which is the root of all evil, the cause of all this misery, including the Dark Masters, etc, etc. So the kids are understandably a bit cheesed off about that, and uh, that kind of compounds them on itself, when at the very beginning of this episode, Spiral Mountain, which is, you know, the final, the last remaining parts of it, now disappearing following the defeat of Piedmon, this now picks up with the kids all thrown into basically like a void. Like the digital world is no more. There is only this gigantic black void from which they now find themselves sort of sort of hanging out. All their Digimon uh, still still fully evolved, you know, and the kids themselves just there wondering what on earth they're going to do next. Turns out what they're going to do next is meet the root of all evil, the final the final boss, the uh, the. You know, big challenge that they've got to defeat before they can call it a day a, a chap by the name of Apoclamon who lives inside of a gigantic thing that looks like a puzzle out of the room or or, or the game that is not the not the Tommy Wiseau film um, and <laughs> oh he is you, you, just he implant, is... you just incepted the idea of Apoclamon with Tommy Wiseau's <laughs> voice into my head now and I can't get it out <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that gives some, that gives Scrafty some good uh, material for the thumbnail for this episode. Um, but <laughs> anyway, so a Pokemon very very angry and basically he's mad because other Digimon get to go out and digivolve and do all this, you know, have fun having gigantic rocket launches and and stuff like that. But he is essentially the embodiment of all the Digimon that tried to digivolve, failed, and then you know passed on or what have you without experiencing the thrills of going to champion etc etc so 
yeah, so he's a very sort of miserable dude. He's a bit of an edgelord, and he takes out his frustrations on the Digidestined. Firstly, by digivolving the Digimon all the way back into rookie stage. Yes, yes, every single one. Every single one goes to rookie stage without any exceptions whatsoever. And then he also takes all the kids' crests and smashes them all before doing the Fano snap and, uh, and dematerializing <laughs> the kids and all the Digimon as well. This then leaves them floating in another void. A, uh, they are reduced to mere bits and bytes as they're just sort of figuring out what the hell they're going to do now. And as it turns out, what they're going to do is uh, roll the clip show, look back on all their fondest moments throughout the series, mainly the ones that involved them digivolving again for the first time or warp digivolution and all that sort of stuff. And then they uh, finally figure out that, oh, we don't need the crests because the crests were inside us all along, or rather the power of the crests, which is pretty obvious, but, you know, this kind of makes it concrete that it's literally inside them. So they can digivolve all their Digimon again, and then the episode leaves with them, you know, basically through the power of will, making their way back into where they were just fighting a Pokemon five minutes ago. So, yes, ready to ready to throw down with him. So that's pretty much all that happens this episode, and frankly, I'm surprised I even spent this long describing it because it's a fairly one-note story, so to speak. It's it's but the budget is very clear in this in these next two episodes. Like we were joking about it before we started recording, but it really does feel like the animators are like, "All right, we've wrapped it up. Fifty-two episodes season. That's that's good stuff. We're we're all done." And then. You know, Toei Animation, whoever comes to the minute goes, oh, no, you're, you're not done. We need two more stat. <laughs> so they're like, well, we've got no budget. We've got no time. Let's just throw everything we got together and, and hope this works. So to, to be fair, <laughs> it does, yeah. some of it, like, they do make some pretty decent, like, they do get some decent mileage out of how little budget they have and, like, like the, the void when their information, like, deleting them. They do what they have to do, and considering what they probably were put through and having to... Surprise! Two more episodes. Like you got to respect that in a way. I guess so, but but I just I, I don't know. I just feel like the time could have been used better elsewhere. Because yeah, I, I guess I'm not. I, uh, maybe you throw the blame fully at the feet of you know Bandai or whoever insisted on this because it's so they have these two extra episodes and they don't really use them much. And this episode more than either of them, it's way more apparent that that's a fact, because the first half of this episode is spent like basically introducing this this new villain, and then the second half of the episode is it's literally a clip show, like to the point where the Dolby is even making fun of that fact, like yeah. it's it's so pointless and, Oh, I'm not uh, yeah. saying it's it's necessarily good, I'm just saying like they did what they have to do, and like they did what and they put in yeah, as much as they no, could with what little they had i'm sure yeah the, the production team yeah the, the, the production team did on that point but i think it's worth just sort of just to reiterate that like this didn't need to happen you know they, yeah. they, they they could have put together a much more interesting way to end the show with you know just i think one more episode was necessary but yeah but with two, they don't do much with it. I don't think. If we're ju- jumping ahead a little bit, if the last half of like episode fifty-four was just one episode, that was the finale episode as yeah, you sort of epilogue. Exactly. Okay, perfect. End on that. But 
I even think they could have done more with two, though. But I, I understand that, like, when you've got a budget like this, and I understand that there are probably demands of what this show should have. Like, you know, maybe there was this... Like, Apoclemon, I'm kind of interested to know about the history of that character, because I remember you saying previously, I think it was Scrafty you saying previously about how, you know, there's only x amount of megas and most of them are villains like is apoclemon mm-hmm. pulled from that original batch or was he made wholesale for this final finale or what's this sort of check story? that right now because i, I don't actually know <laughs> off the top of my head but okay. <laughs> um i i don't i don't think that he I, I don't remember him being part of the the original list that i was i was looking at before yeah because i think you so... listed them off at one point and and i don't remember him I remember because it, it, spoilers. Yeah, it it was the um the Dark Masters who I remember distinctly. You saying Scrafty that they they were featured in like one of like the the virtual pets because like they were just like brand new and that's why they were basically put in the show because they were the only other megas to exist at that point. Mm-hmm, yeah, no, that, that's exactly it. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at the list right now. I don't see Apocalypse on here. All the other Dark Masters are are there. But that I... would make sense, I think. Then that, that that this is a creation of trying to like throw something in, like that's actually quote unquote new for the for the finale. Although, but but not that it matters because the show's been using like again quote unquote old Digimon so far, and it's but it doesn't matter because no one really knew what they were. Well, some people did, but for the most part, they were all new, so it doesn't really have any effects, especially nowadays. And also, Apocalypse just not really a great design. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a big CGI D twenty with the, with a pulsating man coming out of it. <laughs> yeah, like the actual design of it's like it's like how you know um, it's like shell or whatever you want to call it is so sort of like abstract. It's just kind of distracting, and then the actual dude sort of protruding at the top of it just kind of looks like. It kind of looks it, like, you know, like it a, looks like it looks like ahead. a femto from Berserk. Oh no, I'm Berserk <laughs> Berserk references are my one weakness. I just don't know anything about that show. I don't know Berserk <laughs> no, either, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go big, big oh. sword or I'll, I'll send you a picture of it. Like it just struck okay. me. Like he looks exactly like like one of the villains from from Berserk, like with the cape and the the hooked mask and everything. If Apocalypse didn't have the protruding man. And was just this giant cube with like weird arms that could transform and like had a voice that literally spoke to you from everywhere. Like, okay, like I could dig that, but <laughs> wow, okay, that is like... that is that yeah, that is that that is Apocalypse's dude form. You know what that is though? That's just that's just like Joe the Condor from like Gatchaman. You know, it's it's that sort of thing or Battle of the Giants, Battle of the Planets, if you know you're so inclined. Um, yeah, he's got that same sort of look going on. Where this character, I mean, that Scrafty has shared with us, Apocalypse himself, it's just generic. It's it's like sort of like Demi Demi Mom, but like not. And yeah, the bird thing he's got going on, yeah, is 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 pretty gacha man. But nah, he's just, he's just. Anyway, I, I I think the only impression that he really leaves on me is purely through the choices made that were clearly made explicitly for the dub script. <laughs> Yeah, there. Let, let's just say there are a lot of spite jokes in this episode. You know how last episode I talked about how yes, Bob Buchholz yes. wrote a bunch of jokes into the cave scene because he hated it so much. Absolutely, yeah. I, I definitely feel like 
I definitely feel like this episode has some some patented Buchholz brand spite jokes to how corny it is. That's all I could think about this episode. By the time you got to like, by, by the time you got to Matt doing like the flashback scenes, and then like him just basically telling Gabbertmont to shut the hell up. That was like... actually really funny. Like I was like I was oh. laughing at that because it feels so in character, but it's also just like clearly the rudest thing. Yeah, it's, and... gr- it's 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 great. Like as a kid watching that, I can't imagine what that must you know how you must have found that. I guess, but like as and you know, an adult watching it now with the proper context, it's just it's just like ah, okay, that's that's pretty damn good. Yeah, and like I you know I think the Devers did the best they could with with that scene. All the flashbacks in the Japanese version are just flashbacks. There's no narration. They're just replaying <laughs> clips from old episodes with a piano version oh, of Butterfly over top of That's it. That's okay, then. I like that way more, because at least we see something from the Digidestin as opposed... To, and I mean, Butterfly is great, but if you were to give me, like, five minutes of clip show flashbacks with Butterfly, like, in this episode, no less, I'd be like, yeah, no, which, I'm good. Which which precedes just... nearly two minutes of... of Digivolution sequences straight. They play all of them back to back. Just champion and then yep. ultimate, then champion and then ultimate. I'm <laughs> so ultimate. tired of that of that siren in the background, like the 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 whirring sound, the oh dial up God, sound. I was gonna... That thing. Yeah. No, I mean it's 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 something I've got used to now. By now, it, not not the well, I have got used to the whirring sound, although it still annoys the hell out of me. But I mean more the um, the like rush of evolution sequences all in all in a row like i feel like that's happened enough at this point in the series where like all the kids have their like best digimon now and you know they can just you know they, they all show and, and they all have to like fight at once and so on i feel like that's happened enough times where i've kind of got used to it but the it doesn't it's still like so obviously filler that it just does my head in and i don't mean like filler like it, it's just like an it's visual filler. Like it's not like it's it's, it's budget saving for no yeah. reason. Yeah, like it, it's budget. It's 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 classic toey cheapness, I guess. If to be yeah. harsh about it, because like classic anime filler, like a filler episode. That's like original assets. Like you have to actually put effort into there, and it's saving it's saving time, but in a different way. This is saving time in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would say that. I would say overall that like this this like Digimon Adventure specifically doesn't really have anything in, I would call filler. Like maybe you know there are some episodes. I, I, I know it's a bit of a weird word to use when you're talking about wholly original anime rather than say you know Naruto or what have you. But it's still like you know you can have episodes which feel like they just sort of happen and don't really add anything to the plot. I don't think the sh- I don't think the show does that. I think every episode has a sort of mostly decent impact on the show whether it's through yeah. plot progression or new digimon or or uh, you know just character development mm-hmm. i think there's only one episode we've blatantly been like we could have just completely done without it and the show would have been the same and fine was there the, the poop one i'm yeah, assuming you mean vedamon yeah but yeah, yeah that's it the, the, that's the only the episode yeah, i can recall even with vedamon that's the first appearance of mega capitarymon right yeah so yeah. that even even that has something. Like yeah. I'm not saying it's necessarily something massively of substance, <laughs> but it's something. But yeah, and this episode it kind of has. There's no new Digimon. There's a Pokemon, but there's you know, he's the villain, so it's different. There's no new like. There's there's nothing really. Like it's just reaffirming what they already know. And I think something like this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but the execution of it is so terrible that like. 
it's do you want to make something it, funny? It just feels worthless. Go ahead. In in both languages, even Apocalypse's voice actor is reused. What? Wait, Wait what? In, in English, he's voiced by Paul St. Peter, who also voiced Leoman. And in Japanese, he is voiced by... Oh, you mean... Oh, oh right, I that thought was you meant like... And... I thought it's you meant same, like his Japanese voice. Yeah. yeah. No, I was... then, so in his <laughs> Japanese voice, he's voiced by Otsuka Shikao, who previously voiced Piedmon, like not even one episode ago. So I feel like for both both actors that they just like had him stay in the studio and record like five more lines <laughs> at the end of their their uh, their main character sessions. Can you uh, talk the about guy... pizza for for two minutes and then uh, you, then you're done? We'll give you we'll give you an extra five dollars. Oh, that. <laughs> Those, those lines. They were so good. They were so good. Yeah, like, yeah, just like, like for, for perspective, in, in the Japanese version, Apocalypse is treated with extreme gravity. Like, he, he speaks in basically, like, a legion voice. Like, he the pronoun he uses is, like, a royal we, kind of. That makes um, sense. Yeah, that he, makes sense for the character. There's a, an actually, like, pretty upsetting moment where he self-harms, and then, like, Mimi looks like she's about to vomit because of it. Like, he, he digs his fingernails into his shoulders and scratches huge bloody trenches down both of his arms, and that heals up right away. That's and, needlessly graphic. <laughs> yeah, and he also has this, like, the, the moment in the dub where Izzy's talking about, like, he goes on a tangent about endangered species and extinct species and whatever. In the Japanese version, it's a lot more, like, cold on Izzy's part, I guess. Like, he basically, like, he after he says that he's, you know, composed of the data of all the Digimon who went extinct because they couldn't get stronger... Is he basically says, "Well, that makes sense. That's ine- that's inevitable. That's the law of nature. Anything that can't survive gets called out." And then Apocalypse, like he kind of freaks out over that. He's like, he he takes offense to being called, you know, a failure or an inevitable waste or whatever, and he lashes out. And it's like, <sighs> it's kind of sad in a way, <laughs> like how pathetic and angry he is. But at the same time, it's also very overwrought. So I don't I don't mind the dubs changes that much to be honest. It. It makes it more memorable, I feel like, by doing this than by him being just another, like, ah, I'm so... But, but, I don't even look, know. Let's you... not... Let, uh, let's understand that our appreciation is ironic rather than, like, actually... Like, uh, well, uh, not wholly ironic, but it's more based in the obvious, like, projection of the feelings of the dubbing crew. That's why yeah. I really appreciate that, because it's so blatant, and, like, I just love it. But as a character, as like an actual character, a Pokemon is pretty much nothing to me. <laughs> you, so, apropos you, of nothing, do you folks want to hear a joke? Is this is this one of Piedmon's tricks? This is not this is not <laughs> Piedmon's trick. I okay. promise. Okay, then then I'll hear it. Okay, so Mon goes to Doctor Keto. Says he's depressed. Says life seems harsh and cruel. Says he feels all alone in a threatening world and oh, he can't no. digivolve. Oh, no. Doctor says treatment <laughs> is simple. Great clown Piedmon's in town tonight. Go see him. That should perk you up. Mon bursts into tears. Says, but Doctor, I am Piedmon. This was Piedmon's trick. What are you telling? What are you doing? You're the worst. I. Did, I can't how, even. Endo- wait, I can't how even long did this. you spend workshopping that? More time than I would be willing to admit. That doesn't even. That's got nothing to do with what we've been talking about as well. Like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> also, I just can't. I can't. I can't like take any sort of like semi-normal variation of that joke seriously. Ever since I read the like 
love it. like uh, you should go see this this clown he sucks absolute shit uh, uh, doctor I am Pagliacci I know um, is... oh, this is so funny to me god I hate this I, I, will, I will fully admit I saw that he shares a voice actor with Piedmont and I was like that just immediately came to my mind and because how of the way my you, brain works I couldn't this? keep it oh right I get it I get it okay oh right. Now I'm the bad I'm weak. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, okay. yeah, so he, he gets a bunch of really good corny dub, jokes in the dub about how, yes. why do you all get the pizza when I only get the crust? And then when he <laughs> breaks into a peal of maniacal laughter, he says, what am I even laughing about? I'm supposed to be depressed. And it's like, these are mean jokes. Like these, these, these are, these jokes have active contempt for the Japanese writing team. His, also, his, like, his first why? line Says that he's the ultimate evil, complete with hot and cold running water. Before an <laughs> uncomfortable close-up of his, the, the tubes going into him pulsating. Yeah. Yes. It's uh... and and also like I love that you know that that line about um, why am I laughing? I'm supposed to be depressed. Very relatable. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I I wrote I wrote a mood in my notes when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah. Same. same. I think... a little bit. If there is one thing that comes from this episode, it's that we get some tasty uh, capital L lore with a TM afterwards. In that, oh, can I can I have a hot take for for a moment? As okay. much as I love this show, as much as I love this, this specifically, you know, this version of Digimon, because there are lore things about other versions of Digimon that I'm more interested in. Every every time they've done something where they try to delve deep on like the history of the digital world or whatever, I go the hell to sleep i don't care like this show is n- not about like what jenny is the worst character in this show like his dub voice is hilarious but in terms of actually someone i give a single hoot about i, I just don't care like this show is completely rooted in the emotional aspect of it for me and 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 you know the comedy and the action and stuff like that and not i, I, I just i just find it impossible to care about like you know the, you know, like the flashback scene where Kari's, you know, possessed. Kari takes them back. What was it? What was it called again? Um, Homunculus or oh, uh, homeostasis? Homeostasis. Yeah, that's it. So like that thing taking them back into the past, and even that thing, all you know, it's just general existence. I just like whenever I watch his show, I'm just instantly going to forget about. All, all that sort of history and stuff, and well, it's just going to be like can't oh, forget it yet because tries coming up and Tri's main claim to fame was trying to take all that lore and, and put it in a neat little box. Well, I never finished watching Tri, so uh, I guess hey, you know maybe maybe they do it better. I don't know. This like, is I literally one of the show... few things I know about Tri is that there <laughs> are like original Digidust, and I completely even forgot that it was brought up in the series. I thought it was like a, yeah, like, a same. like a retcon, like not even a retcon, but like lore they added after the fact. Like I completely forgot that they that they clearly had some sort of like grand plan for the Digimon cinematic universe. Yeah, and yeah, and- same. I I watched this scene here, and I was just, I watched that scene just now, and I was just like, hey, what? Like what? What happened with that? That didn't go anywhere. So. I guess try must answer that then, and cool. It, it, right. it does, but it is not satisfying because it tries to it tries to tie in the answer to that question with the answer of a question raised in zero two in Tamers, and because it's trying to spin so many plates at once, they all crash to the ground and shatter into a million tiny pieces of porcelain. <sighs> yeah, well, that, I mean that's a shame. 
and also again i think that's consistent with my general feelings around the, the show's approach to the law right now i just don't think it's that good i both agree and don't agree it's kind of weird like i agree in terms of like this like Jenai is just like a exposition mon basically he is and absolutely. He, like, he is used to expedite the plot as need be, and he he has some good lines, but he does. But and that's really it. And I do find like rewatching this and looking back, I found sort of like the looks that we get at the digital world kind of interesting. Like when we see the stuff in regards to like what Izzy unearths in the like middle end of the Edamon arc about the the connections with the real world and like oh, like, we're invincible, but actually we're not, like, that type of thing. And then going on to, oh, here's what the digital world was like before, and oh, here's some original Justin, but, like, some of it's, like, hit or miss, yeah. like, uh I think it's most, more specifically anything, like, drawing this Dark Masters arc. Like, I think the easy stuff works a bit better because, A, there's still, like, a decent amount of, like, mystery around it, and it's more to do with, like, the mechanics of the world and things like that, rather than it is about the... You know, like the, you know, the the organization thirteen or whatever that was like, <laughs> looking after the Digimon eggs and that whole concept as well of like the Digimon they like encounter, or we're actually like waiting for them or whatever. I just find that a bit like a bit Star Wars prequels, if you know what I mean. Like it's just a bit too like neat and. I mean, they say that in the, so. in the. Like, I want to say pilot, but it's not a pilot, but they I'm do. so used to they it. They say they were waiting, we're waiting for you. I understand that it's like a thing that is like pre-established and given time to like sink in or whatever. It's no, by no means like a retcon or anything. I'm just not massively keen on the idea. But I would say... Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, it gives me a good opportunity to probably just state that I don't think any of this stuff is a deal breaker. Like, I wouldn't say the show is, say the show is any worse for it, but there are I guess the only case being the flashback homeostasis episode and then the time they spend here delving into that stuff in lieu of having any actual sort of plot. (laughs) So anyway, that's my two cents on why I don't like the lore in Digimon. (laughs) But but yeah, we still get a fair bit of it. Regardless. I think it's 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 an interesting idea the 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 notion that they're not the first and that they're not necessarily unique either. Like they're they aren't the first and they won't be the last, as we'll see in in you know zero two and beyond. That's a solid like foundation for for future stories without being too sequel hooky. But it comes so late and they do so little with it that it does feel like kind of a throwaway. Like to explain exactly. why yeah. you know this this ancient evil that has never been mentioned or brought up before is all of a sudden back. Yeah, there are a number of hints in these two episodes. There are a number of nods to say that, like by this point, there would have already been marketing and stuff to say Digimon isn't going away. You know, the, uh, you know, there's a new anime series coming up. Blah blah blah. But yeah, there's a bunch of sort of like nods at this, which feel they kind of undercut the finale vibe. To uh, to a small we'll, extent, we'll I get think there. overall it's still yeah, we'll we'll get there. It's still largely the, the, the Japanese yeah, version yeah. is not even subtle about it. It is, it, it absolutely ruins any, <laughs> any potential tension that there would be. It's the dope. We'll get that more episode, but I am kind of curious now that we mentioned it. How long was it after um the final episode in Japan came out before Adventure O Two started? I, I'm pretty sure it was back to back, like okay. literally like a week apart. Let me. I'm gonna look this yeah. up. Because that, that was more or less zero. that was more or less the same in the UK as well. Like when like O2 aired pretty much immediately after Adventure finished, so it was yeah they did not waste any time. 
Okay, yeah, it was it was so it was literally one week apart. Zero okay, two wow. started in April second, and adventure ended <laughs> March twenty sixth. Holy, that's so yeah. like. Because I remember looking up when Tamers came out because I was like, that's something I obviously came to years later. But even then, I think it took its sweet time, you know, actually making it to the UK and at that point only aired in partial form anyway. And I remember seeing the dates and I was just like, well, that's way earlier than I expected. So the fact that they were just shunting these Digimon shows out makes a lot of sense. And again, makes me surprised they were any good at all, to be honest, <laughs> when they're doing that I think, fast. I think that but honestly yeah. speaks to the amount of craft they put into it. Like, obviously, yeah. this stuff, care. like this episode, yeah, and, and care. Like, the, this episode and, you know, the one after it proved that they were on an extremely, you know, protracted timeline. They were obviously forced to work with an extremely small budget. Like, I, I know that, you know, most kids TV shows generally have small budgets to begin with, but this, this show's budget seems shoestring even for that. And on top of that, you know, like, they're part of, they're one cog in a larger marketing machine, so they have to, you know, play nice with all the other divisions, like the, the toys and the manga and the drama CDs and whatever. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that it turned out as well as it did, despite all that, shows how much the people who made this, like, cared about it. Like, they, it could have been so easy, like, a throwaway property that it, was just it, it, to sell toys and promote the other wings of the marketing machine. But they did it, you know, they, they did the yeah. best. They did a good job of that. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be something that's been weirdly consistent about this this like franchise for the most part because it's even on the dub side you've got these folks who clearly give enough of a crap about the show that they will, you know, actively voice their concerns, let's say, when they're given some crap to work with. Like you can see in this episode where they're clearly, you know, the like Bob what's his name? Bob, sorry. Bob 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 Buchholz. Bob Buchholz, that's it. I was going to say Bob Burnquist, and I was like, no, that's that's that he's in first gear. That's that's <laughs> yeah, the, the, the yeah, two the two lead dub writers for Jeff Nimoy and Bob Buchholz. Okay, okay, Bob Buchholz. So yeah, you can tell that like he's obviously and uh, you know him and he and Jeff Nimoy are obviously like really annoyed about this episode just being kind of pants. But they wouldn't be, would they, if they didn't care about the show? So you know that's nice to see. As I know, I recently started following Jeff Nimoy on Twitter, and and you can tell that he yeah he. He's still talking about it, and in a way that's very much like I care about this, rather than yeah, like it wasn't just a job. They yeah, I think that's that's well, the, the wanna, best part of it. I don't want to get too it. much into this because I have an entire spiel plan about about Nimoy and Buchholz in our our season retrospective, which will come eventually. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's I don't know. It, I I feel like I can't be mad at it, despite the fact that like you know we we've or, like dunked on a few of the episodes later on, especially like this one and the the cave one last time and. And whatnot. I I can't hate this. Like it's it's silly so, and it's goofy. Yeah. But it's you know it has a, a weird charm to it at the same time. Yeah. I was thinking about last night. Like out of fifty four episodes for like rewatching these fifty four episodes from a nineteen ninety nine two thousand children's monster anime. I am completely like very happy and entertained by at least fifty of them. And I think overall that's pretty <laughs> good. Yeah, I would say like. Like I wouldn't say I'm mad about it, and I know that's like semantics, whatever. But like, I, I like I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm I'm mad in any way, shape, or form. It's more just I'm just trying to be like objective about is this good or not, and yeah. the answer is yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, if anything, we can say we wish it was better because we love this franchise. Yeah, I will. Also, I will make also, a hot yeah, take exactly. here. My my hot take is the good to okay ratio of episodes in this season is better than the average season of Star Trek. <laughs> 
Like which Star Trek? They're just the average season, like it, it, oh, overall. Oh, like anyway, I was gonna say because if you like, like Picard, probably yes. <laughs> <laughs> like Next Generation, uh, we're getting controversial. Yeah, like uh, o- overall, I'd I'd say if you <laughs> you spun a wheel and it was like you know every episode of Star Trek versus every episode of Adventure, you would land on on hits more often on this wheel than the other one. Are you saying that's just adventure? Sorry, I'm just fascinated by this comparison. Are you like saying the like adventure as a whole, like including O2 and Try and Last Evolution, or are you saying like are you saying just Adventure One versus you know, I, of Star Trek? I was originally just saying Adventure One, but thinking thinking about it, I think you could probably expand that to the entire thing, and you would you would wow. still have more hits than. Ooh, I would, that's that's. That's a little. That's a little hard. That's a little spicy. <laughs> I wouldn't even. I've not even seen like that much of Star Trek, other than like Discovery and some. And I, films, I'm saying that. I'm like... saying this as someone who likes Star Trek and recently rewatched like a large <laughs> chunk of it. Recently, as in like four fair, years ago, but enough. still, it, it's. I would fit. There, there are uh, an uncomfortably large amount of clunkers in <laughs> in that show when you rewatch it, like every yeah. episode. But fair, fair. I would defer to you on that point then, because I've yeah, like, like I've said, my. Star Trek food is yeah. very high, but no, <laughs> sorry, I just, I just love those kinds of comparisons. It's just like, huh? It, it, it's good. It's like a good thought exercise. Yeah, arbitrary no, I, comparisons between two things <laughs> that have nothing in common are my favorite brand of, of internet commentary. I feel like I've compared Digimon as a whole to like Doctor Who before, and and that's I, I stand by that comparison of you take the good with the bad. Although I think in you know just keeping on the topic of Digimon Adventure one, then. Uh, you know, this is overall, yes. Sloan Sloan got it bang on. Like, over 50 of these episodes being entertaining is wild. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely... And honestly, for me, there was only one episode I actively did not enjoy. And, I mean, I didn't enjoy uh, these ones. 53 as much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hold on, I'm going to log into my anonymous email account to send angry uh, fan mail. (laughs) <laughs> but no, honestly, should... there was one episode I could say that I just actively was just like, I would be happy if it was just like excised from like my future rewatching, and we the rest of them I'd be fine. These, with. We should save our, our favorite and least favorites until until the the retrospective. Though. Yeah, we should. Like, uh, we're getting a little off topic in terms of, but yeah. it's the end of the series, so there is a lot of talk about in terms of the series as a whole. But we'll we won't dig too much deeper into this. The episode, this episode doesn't give us much to work with. Yeah, so <laughs> let's, here's let's something that I, I can talk about, just a, a small change, or not exactly small, but a notable change between the dub and sub is Apocalypse's goal. Because in the dub, he's very generic, like, you know, I'm going to destroy the world, I'm going to destroy both worlds, all that kind of stuff and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the sub, he instead just wants to make other people feel the pain that he feels, essentially. And he doesn't care about, like, he doesn't even mention the human world even once. Like, he doesn't care about it at all. It doesn't even seem like he cares about, like, the world at large. He's laser-focused on, in the immediate vicinity, he wants the Digidestined, who are right in front of him, to experience what he's feeling. That's it. He doesn't have any, like, grand aspirations or, you know, want to take over the world or destroy the universe or whatever. He's just a dick who wants to bully people. He's If, he, if he's so depressed, how come he didn't get the cave then? We could have solved all of his problems <laughs> in an it's instant. True, yeah, we... We could have combined the two clunker episodes into one amazing one where they just give him cave therapy. That would have been a really funny. Uh, and you know what? Come to think of it, why did? Because they never really explained the you know black hole depression circles that were in that were in that cave. 
like surely this would they could have done something to say like oh that was a Pokemon you know like to make it yeah because like, then they could you could be like oh we had some foreshadowing in this episode rather yeah. than it being just like completely two unrelated things. Yeah, they bring up the firewall as like the place where he was sealed out of nowhere in these episodes, and it's, it hasn't been mentioned ever again. I don't think it's ever mentioned like moving forward in the in the series. Sounds yeah. about right. But that's where he, that's what's sealing him. And if, if they just shade out to the cave, like oh yeah, that that cave was was where all of his darkness was sealed. And by let you know by working through your problems, you let him out, and I gotta defeat him. Yeah, like if if say like when Jedi contacts him at the beginning, uh, he was like, oh, it was this, this great darkness, and and Matt and Joe and Sora were like, well, we actually like just saw that. Not so long, we saw some darkness. Not so long, I was like, oh no, and then like that that could have been maybe been something. I'm not trying to, yeah, like, yeah. armchair direct Digimon, but... No, I just feel... I, I, I think I'm just reaching for... Fi- well, we're not reaching because it doesn't... And I know for a fact that connection doesn't exist. But I'm just kind of, like, this, this still sort of disappointed that this ended up being completely out of nowhere rather than just, like, something that you can tell they added at the last minute. But Well, not at the last minute, but, like... So we you, you could tell they added later and wasn't originally planned, but they still sort of like cleverly put into the show and and a missed missed opportunity, let's say. But even then, I don't think it would have done too much to improve a Pokemon as like a presence and a threat and 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 so on. Like what he does is he basically just you know he is every villain at once. He is OP. He can do this. He can do that. Blah 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 blah. Um, and then you know in stores now. Yeah, he's not very because he, he doesn't make that much of an impact. Like because he has he he's given like five minutes basically to explain who he is, you know what his deal is, show off some moves he can do, and to be fair, his arms turning into the various Digidestined uh, sorry uh, to various uh, evil Digimon is was pretty cool. <laughs> but he's got like five minutes to do all of that, and then they all get sent to like the negative zone to you know grow out like uh, I, i'm I, legit surprised that i have never once seen a mr jedi i don't feel so good meme <laughs> yeah i think that, i think um <laughs> maybe on reddit or somewhere i don't know but, but yeah them just go uh... get famous snapped who's just like oh, that was okay great that's that's you can tell you can tell what anime series uh kevin Feige was watching when putting together his master plan but, yeah, oh my god, that's another thing. They they need to sue Jody Picoult and Kevin Feige. They've got multiple big losses lined up Feige, right now. Feige, sorry, sorry. I always say Feige, I don't know why. Jeff Nimoy, if you need legal counsel, please reach out to us. The email is diginovacast at gmail.com. <laughs> that's D-I-G-I novacast at gmail.com. We're not lawyers, but you don't want, I don't know, real lawyers are that big. We, didn't say, we said legal counsel, so I'm, I, that could mean anything. <laughs> Yes, the council of people who know nothing about law. But no, yeah, this is um yeah, they and then they go to negative zone and then yeah, the clip show the clip show bit just and like, I know there's a budget here, but I just oh man, it's just so boring. Like, Can I make my hot take? I I haven't gotten a hot take yet in on these episodes. Go ahead. Yep. I don't think it's great. But I think it's at least decent and at least hearing the Digidustin talk about, like, how they've grown through these episodes. Like, even Matt's, like, whole, like, oh, like, no, like, yes, I know what you're talking. No, we don't need to talk. Let's not get emotional. I, I'm cool guy. But, like, 
like Tentamon and yeah. Diomon, all the Digimon talking to their. It it was a nice moment, and I really did enjoy that. That was yeah yeah, I, yeah that, that that was the best. That was the good part of it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's like we've said, like the emotional core with these characters is probably the best part of the show, at least for me. I should I'll I'll, I'll clarify at least for me. No, I, I I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that absolutely. So. And I and even if it's not as much, and even if we, we've gotten better stuff in other episodes, like I thought that was decent. Like it's not great, and I wish they could have done it in some in any other way, really. Yeah. But but because because like the emotional core of this episode, because um, having these emotional moments with these characters, especially when you know that like they're not you know they haven't got much more time together and and blah blah blah. It's nice for them to go over this stuff. Yes, and I, I absolutely agree, and sort of reaffirm that. You know, this is how far they've come. This is how they've grown, and from that, you know, they can they can do anything. Well, you know, power of friendship, all that jazz. But the best way to do that, I don't know what the best way to do that is. I don't know what the worst way to do it is, and it's probably what they do in this episode because it's just <laughs> it's just like it's not interesting. Like I think part of why a scene like this, which I do agree is is probably probably the right way to go for the finale of this show. I I feel like. That deserves. That's working off of the fact that you've watched fifty episodes of these characters now, and you know already that that's you know how they are with one another and blah blah blah. But it's kind of like it would work better as like part of like a you know like an action scene or like a some other moment, and having them just basically state it is yeah. Like I, I hate to keep using this word, but it's it's boring. It's it's like yes, we know. How good we know how good friends you are. Like I don't know. Like you need to use it, I guess, <laughs> if you're gonna yeah. make that. The I, I I do kind of feel like some of the the meaning of that scene is misinterpreted by the dub because there's there are a few lines that the characters say that it's similar to what they say in the sub, but the like the, the the spirit is different. If you know what I mean, like okay. In the yeah, sub, on, yeah. Matt does tell Gabumon, you don't have to say anything, but he doesn't like say it rudely. It's more of a like we understand each other so well that we know we, we know what like what, what we're gonna what we're thinking yeah. anyways. Yeah. No, I, I I got that from that scene, but like I knew that they were also making fun. Yeah, like, it, it feels like part like Matt's trying to like brush it off because that's just who Matt is, even after the cave, especially because there are the others are around, as well as just like we the writers being like, we hate this, so let's just get our punches in while we can. <laughs> it felt like like the the initial moments, like yeah, there's nothing left to say. Like that's such a good moment for those characters, and it and it's there, it is there in the dub, and it is it does work. And then Gabumon keeps talking, so you know, then then they sort of go to town on yeah <laughs> on, like, on that. So what this I don't this bugged me a lot. And I'm not really sure why, but there there are two lines of ties that were changed. One where. During the recap of the Edamon arc, where he claims he could have done it on his own without Agumon, and then at the end, when he says, I've become a much better fighter from, from being in the digital world, those feel like they're walking him backwards. Like, they yeah, feel like no, he, yeah, I thought that too. They, like, he hasn't learned anything, and he's the exact same person as he was before, whereas like the sub makes it clear, like, instead he says there... I learned that I can't do everything on my own, and I need you all to like to to help me through this. Which is like, I don't understand why they would change that. Like that's like the exact opposite of what he says, and it it kind of bothers me. Like this is one of the few times where it feels like they're selling a character out for the purposes of humor, almost. Yeah, because he know. he delivers the line so sarcastically that like I get the joke and I get that he's like playing around with Agumon, 
And yeah, Ty kind of like is like that at times, but like it just feels weird to have that in those moments. Yeah, especially since like we're just about to move into Zero Two, where the character development sticks. Like he he is a lot more of a team player and a leader in the next season. So it feels strange, even like as a joke, thinking like, oh yeah, I learned nothing. I was always good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily like meant to be like a, an outright joke. You know, he's still a fairly sort of cocky kid like he he has grown a lot in that sense obviously and the worst aspects of that have you know more or less been dealt with by by time but like he's still got certain personality traits like that so it's not i took it just more as like him just sort of like yeah you know he knows it he knows he knows it like but he's still gonna you know sort of act a bit like that sometimes just because you know sometimes it's fun and he's messing around with his pal agamon i don't know like i i didn't take it as i'm not suggesting you're you go this far, but I didn't take it as like character assassination or anything like that. It's, it's not like it's not undoing anything, I would say. But yeah, if, if you feel that way, I do see where you're coming from, and I can, yeah, I can, I can, I can really respect, I can respect that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that line in particular like irked me, but I guess it's just because the dub has done a very good job lately of treating Ty as a character with a lot of respect and I guess dignity, for lack of a better word, like the they make it clear that he's changing and growing as a person. And in some cases, the dub, the dub we, we mentioned a few weeks ago, the dub actually improves on the material that was in the sub by making his development more evident and making him feel like he's learning more. So to have it, like, I guess jokingly walked back even, it just doesn't sit fully right with me for whatever reason. Yeah, fair, fair, yeah. I do think that, like, Ty of all characters isn't the one who would, like, be sort of reserved about being emotionally forward, let's say. So that part i'm sort of like i feel like that joke would have worked better with 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 like matt maybe but with matt they have better stuff to do (laughs) so i feel like if that that if you took even those exact lines and put them in the next episode i think it would have worked a lot better yeah i don't i don't mind him being joking it just feels like the situation, like, everyone feels a little more poignant and like serious about this and then ty's like oh well i'm the best so that's just me. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. That's fair. But I just didn't care much for this scene anyway. As like a, as like a whole beyond like the humorous touches there to it. I like Tentamon. <laughs> I thought Tentamon's was really good. You are a computer geek. Sincere. You are, <laughs> and you are. It's, that it's was like, that was really so that was really funny, but also like. He's like, and I'm glad you are. And it's like, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, I, I, love, I love these see, characters. That one in particular is actually a really good, like, localization of the spirit of the Japanese version. Because the, the original Tentomon tells him, sometimes it, it hurt me when you, when you would immerse yourself in your laptop. But over time, I, I grew to appreciate that part of you. And I, I, I like it a lot now. Aw. That's, that's so... That's so stuffy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I like, they, I like their this relationship form. is very stuffy in general in the, in the Japanese version. Yeah, like, I've said that. I've said that a million times. Yeah, it? it's, well, it's well, true. We'll, I don't know. we'll get to more next episode. There, there's one next episode that's like especially, like it's especially stuffy. The, the last interaction between them before they leave. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I've actually seen the last episodes, like final scenes in in the in the original language and. And yeah, but but we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. Uh, can we talk about how the end of this episode is basically just 
your 90s SNES RPG where they all discover <laughs> the power was in themselves and then you pan to the shot on Earth and they're all like, you can do it. And then they're like, we can do it. And they get like reformed. It's just, it's just Earthbound. It's just Undertale. But you it's know just what? Dragon Ball Z, you mean? It's just Earthbound. It's just Undertale. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, just, it's just Elite Beat Agents. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. If, okay. You're giving me too many ideas, Tom. If if, if this <laughs> show ended with a, a fight with Tommy Wiseau and had everyone chanting EBA to give them power to make a giant spirit bomb, that would be like the ideal end of a series. They beat Piedmont. Sorry, they beat Apocalypse while listening to Jumping Jack Flash. Yeah, Jumping Jack Flash. Well, no, no, Hoobastank, and then Jumping Jack Flash. So. Oh yeah, of course you can. You gotta have the Hoobastank in there. <laughs> God, you should play this game. Sloan, have you played Libby Agents? If I not, haven't. That's on Extreme. It's, I've, it's, I've, it's I've only seen. I've only seen the uh, the Don't Stop Me Now one. Oh, if, if that if that yeah. is real, I don't know if that's like a fake thing or what. But oh, I don't know. Maybe. That one was fan made, I think. Yeah, because that song unfortunately is not in the actual game. Okay, yeah. then yeah, they, then have lot, they have a lot of songs from that era, but but yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I I need to play EBA, but I haven't yet. But eventually, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I do like that little scene of just like it is like over the top cheesy of like oh, we've discovered the power was inside ourselves all along, and then everyone on the planet is seeing them and like you can do it. But it 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 gets me. I love it. I love the cheese. That's fine. Yeah, this is the, that's this show. Uh, that's, that's this, that's this show. That, this kind of show. Yeah, absolutely. So no complaints there. No complaints. I think we have wrung out to dry literally everything <laughs> we can from episode 53 and then let me, some. Check, let me check my notes uh, i mean i mean we also have to uh, this is the episode title for the next episode as well but they do end on saying this is to determine the fate of two worlds marvel so, for, capcom uh, presents marvel comics <laughs> yeah i wasn't the, i wasn't the marvel. only one who thought that was i i i thought that <laughs> no right exactly away. I thought that right away. Yeah. If it, if it wasn't if it wasn't already Marvel with the Thanos snap, then it definitely is now. So you know, right, right before they're about to take off Apocalypse, Wolverine just comes flying out of nowhere and <laughs> dive kicks him right in the head and hits him with a four hundred hit juggle combo into a touch of death. He he tacs uh, to Doctor Doom and then foot foot dive foot foot dive. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just charging through the darkness and the lady here is unacceptable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they are currently in the Chaos Dimension. So oh, that's true, yeah. So, Apocalypse is just even worse Shumagorath. God. <laughs> oh, no. So, who wants to, who wants to, to recap this to one? the boy! <laughs> Sloan, it's the last episode of Digimon Adventure. I think I think we should give this one to you. Do, Crafty, do you want to take it, or...? Take it away. Are you sure? Take it away. Okay. Yeah. So... For episode 54, Capcom presents Marvel Comics, and we are at the Fate of Two Worlds. The beginning starts with quite literally all the Digimon Digivolving again, even though the episode prior just ended with that. <laughs> at least it's sped up, at least they, they, they cut the fat on it a little bit, so that's good. But they come back, and Apocalypse like, how did you do this? I murdered you all, and I destroyed your tags and crests. And they're like, buddy... It was inside us all along, so we get a the, little bit of a fight scene of like the real tags and crests are the friends we made along the way. You know, exactly. You know, Mimi, we really Literally. are the last of us. <laughs> no one's going to get that. That's such an obscure reference. God. It's really not, but okay. Anyways, 
So the, the the various Digimon, the Ultimates, are covering Tai and Matt and Warraymon and Melgrirumon, so that way they can get the attacks in, and they they all get like their fun little moments. So each one shoots off their attacks to stop the the claws and the attacks, and then they give they they actually get Terror Force right for maybe the third time in this entire series, and <laughs> so. Melgrumon and Wargreymon just shoot off their most powerful attacks imaginable, and they think, okay, Apocalymon's destroyed. We did it. We saved the world. And then he sort of just is like, hey, nope, I'm, I'm still here. And he plans on using his final attack to restart the digital world and like destroy he, he both the worlds. He basically rage quits. Total Annihilation, which, you know what? I can kind of dig that name. It's a great game. So essentially, the Digivices Digi-X Machina again, they shoot out lasers, and this time to create a, a magic box around Apocalymon's attack, and it just, when it blows up, it only destroys himself, it is all safe, everything is good, and Apocalymon is defeated. And then Jedi comes down with Centaurumon, they're like, you, you did it, congratulations. And so the, the digital world is essentially, it's being reborn. They talk about how, like, everything is basically restarting from square one, from is what they make. It's at least in the, the dub. Uh, they make it sound like everything is just starting over. So they they go back to the digital world. They're relaxing on the, the little lakeside back from episode three when we fought Seedramon, which is a nice little callback. And they're like, okay, well, hey, we still have like four weeks of summer left. Uh, we can just spend a ton of time here and we can just hang out forever, basically. And then Jedi is like, well, now the time between the digital world and the Earth, the real world, have become synchronized. And they're like, okay, well, we still have four weeks. That's perfect. And then he's like, actually, you have two hours because the digital gate signified by an eclipse has two hours to, to give them time. So... We see a little bit more of just them saying goodbye to all their friends. They say goodbye to Ogremon back in Primary Village, who goes his own way. Each Digidestin has a little bit of time with their Digimon, except for Mimi, because Palmon is nowhere to be found. And eventually, they, they, they can't hold back any longer. They have to go, otherwise they will be stuck in the digital world and basically cease to exist. So they got into the trolley that, again, featured back all the way back from episode three and start to go. And Palmon shouts like, is like, Mimi! And they they have their uh, touching goodbye. Mimi throws the hat, her hat, her, her pink cowboy hat over. And then we see about two to five minutes, somewhere around there, of just the same two shots of the view of the Digidestin waving from the train and then the view of the Digimon running by the lake. And while Hey Digimon is playing, and then it basically just ends with Ty being like, hey, I bet that gate won't stay closed forever, and I bet we're going to see our friends again, so you better you better stay tuned, because there's, there's more merchandise coming along the way. I think there's a very cynical reading of what is a very nice... Uh, a very no, it's... Nice... <laughs> it's... 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 Oh, genuinely, I think it's a great ending. They... They each have their time, like first with Primary Village, because now every Digimon that they've seen die is going to come back, presumably, at least. Maybe not in the same form, but they're, they're going to be back. We've, we're going to see all our friends again. And then each of them has a little bit of time with their Digimon to just take in the last bit of time that they presumably have forever with them. They're just, they're just vibing. Before one last, uh, like, really cheering. And you know what? 
I teared up in this ep- at the end of this episode. I got a little emotional myself. It's actually kind of emotional seeing this last goodbye, even though I know full well that in a few weeks we will be covering Adventure 02. Yeah, but yeah. Adventure 02 is a different beast, so it still has an impact. Like It, it, it still it's, does. Yeah, it's... it's, it's I don't know, the, 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 those final scenes are very memorable to me just because of the, like... The iconography of the tram car is, like, so... Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's it's just a big part of this series, and like you know, it's it's there's stuff like it's used in the uh, it's used in a lot of the promo shots for Digimon Trial, for example. Like they, yeah. they know they know it's a bit they know it's a big deal this scene, and the Japanese the subversion of it is very very good, like very poignant with the music and and. Mm-hmm. and like, I feel and, like if you ask the Digimon fan, like, isn't what bad non-Digimon either, thing do you remember? They would pro- you. I'm sure at some point the trolley would be brought up. It's up there, yeah, yeah. So it's it's yeah, it's just a good scene, and like them, you know, you can make fun of the fact that they reuse the animation, and, and yes, that's fine. But like, I still think that's you know them running along the rivers, that riverbank, or whatever, is is like a memorable part of it. So. Yeah, no, I was I was being a little Mimi's a little... hat flying in the air, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was being a little too uh, too harsh on <laughs> on that recap at the end. But I said honestly, the like to be fair, so. it is a. There are some. I mean, the the re, I noticed the reuse animations, and you know what? It it's not as big of a bother here. I I genuinely do like this is a really good cap off to this series. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like it, you know, it's like a scene of them waving out of a bus, of like a tram car. So it's like, whatever. But um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter as much. Yeah, it's so. I don't know. I I think Hey Digimon is okay. Hey Digimon. Is not a good song. It's a good song. It's not a good song. Like, it's a good and, song, and <laughs> it doesn't really work for this scene. Except, it, I mean, it, it, it to be just fair, a it large... just about does okay with the with the emotional sort of lifting of this scene. But like, yeah, I think, and I like think... to be fair, the original has like a, the the version of Butterfly that starts a cappella, like that you you cannot top that. There's literally no song. Oh no, I'm, I'm not saying you can top that. I'm that. just saying I think Hey Digimon, first of all, is a decent song, and second of all, it works for 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 the the mood, the tone, the feeling of the dub version, and even for the ending. The cut in of it when the hat flies up in the air, I think, I think that works very well. Yeah, I mean, the, like the timing of that scene and stuff is is pretty baked into it. I, I would say so into the scene itself. So like, you know, they would have had to go the extra mile to, <laughs> to like mess that up. But it's you know, I still think that like it's fine for what it is. And I guess having like an an overly like emotionally stirring ending for this show as in the dub version of Digimon would be a bit like this dub has been a show which is so like it just enjoys being sort of silly and goofy and and, yeah. while, and you know while still having like a decent emotional center but it's not the same show as the Japanese version so I think for this I think the um, I think Hey Digimon sort of works well enough but I, I, still yeah, think, that, that, I, thought, I, I was still watching this scene and just thinking this would be a lot better if this song wasn't it. <laughs> because I just, I just, don't, I just don't think it's a good song. <laughs> like, but, like butterfly. I think you you can't top that. But obviously, you can't just drop that in, the Japanese intro song into the last episode. But no. I think again, the mood. Hey, Digimon works for the mood. 
in in the in the dub in particular. No, I think you could have written an original piece of music which was better than that. I mean, <laughs> I think that's I think that's basically what I, what I would suggest. <laughs> in this in terms of the, the the insert songs we had in the dub, your choices are "Hey Digimon" or "Change Into Powers." So you have to take your pick. Which one? Do, uh, which one are you taking? You have to pick one of them. Yeah, "Change Into Power" would be wholly inappropriate. Um, the, <laughs> um, no, no, I, 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 no, I, I reject. I reject these choices. No, you have to pick <laughs> one. You have to pick one. Ugh. Well, I've had to pick one, which they clearly did. I'd pick a <laughs> Digimon. So, but I won't be happy about it. Anyway, you know what? I would love to know more about where these songs like actually came from and like who made them and stuff like that because they're just they're very of their time, and I don't mean that as a compliment. And I'm just like wondering, like, who commissioned them? What was their like? What did they ask for? What were they looking for? Like, and I would, I would love like a documentary about the music of the dub for this show. Oh, well, I, I would love, love that. Because like, love any any sort of recap of this show's like specifically the dub or like the process of bringing it over outside, yeah. outside of Japan, but God. There, yeah, like there is a marked improvement in the quality of the the insert songs starting with zero two. So like. It makes me wonder, like, who is in charge of the music for season one versus season two, and why did the person for season two have such better taste? I mean, season I two leans so much I, more into the I, early I, thousands butt rock. <laughs> I would say the, there are more insert songs in O2. I wouldn't necessarily say they're all better, but I do like most. I do, I do like most. Like, I, I think, yeah, most of them. I think you could you could put on at a party, and people would not notice that it's dumb early two thousands anime music. <laughs> If that I was the so. theme of the party, then yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, "Hey, is this like Blink One Eight Two? Yeah, sure, why not?" Yeah, so. yeah, it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's really early uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers bootlegs. It's really uh, <laughs> Chili Peppers. What? Anyway, um, it's like really early, like Sum Forty One or something. Oh, that, like that, that was either. I was just going to replace a bowling with, with Sum Forty One. Yeah, <laughs> friggin' zebra head up in here. Oh, God. Zebrahead, Zebrahead are far too far too heavy for, for Zebrahead is, is already uh, caught by Sonic so we can't use them unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly Sonic's locked down oh he's locked down Bali for soup as well so yeah oh uh, god <laughs> yeah we are we, we're just stuck with uh, uh, Sun 41 <laughs> and Blink 182 we need to do the ultimate crossover have Crush 40 do a song for this oh a Crush 40 song for Digimon could be pretty good hey June Sonori is a great He's, 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 he's a great musician. He is, but he's also in a really cheesy rock band. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. No, anyway. So I that would be interesting to know more about. And I might have to do some. There must be a panel or something where they've spoken a bit about that stuff. So I, 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 will, do some, so. I will do some research look that for up. next week. I will do some research for next week to see if I can find anything about yeah, that. Yeah, that we'll yeah. have to look into that. I've been doing my best. I've been scouring old interviews and forum posts to see if I can find any anything about the. <laughs> The production of this series, but Jeff aside Nimoy, from like, please give us a crumb. Yeah, like aside <laughs> from what the, you know, the the producers and the writers have actually talked about publicly, there's not a whole lot of record of what went on behind the scenes. So I'm, I'm interested to hear more about that. Interesting. Well, that's, again, for following Jeff Nimoy on Twitter, I saw he's on some sort of like virtual. Yeah, uh, I saw that he's going to panel or do a virtual so panel maybe... with some of the other with some of the other voice actors. I'm going to try and check that out. Yeah, maybe maybe that'll you know reveal something or maybe even have a Q&A something or anyway yeah I'll have a look at that but yeah no it, it, that's 
yeah, the, the music works fine for the scene. I wouldn't say it undercuts it for, again, for the standards of the dub. If you were doing a direct one-to-one comparison, then... Oh, I would take, I would you know, take uh, the, the subs, of course. Yeah, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't blame anyone for thinking that their dub was terrible. <laughs> just, just, just based off of that one, one-to-one-to-one kind of comparison. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fine for what it is. What did everyone think of the actual Pokemon fight? <laughs> I, I will say this. My favorite part of this episode, this fight, sorry, in the Japanese version of this episode, was when it was over. Because... <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 I'm, I'm not even kidding though, because they, they do something that I'm, I'm a sucker for, which is this is the first episode of the entire Japanese season to not open with a title card. Instead, they save <laughs> the title card for after Apocalypse defeated, and then they smash to it. Okay, I like that. That's a good, a good late title card is really good. Yeah, like they, 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 they beat him. They save the, the battle's over. And then I look over at the you know the file island restoring, and then it smash cuts to episode fifty four, a new world. And that's oh, good that's stuff. really good. Nice. Me to that. Yeah, that's cool. A good title card drop is is one of my favorite things. Like, one, like Gordon Logan's one of my favorite anime, but the fact that they do some of the best title like title card drops in the in the industry are amazing. Yeah, yeah. Having fun with that stuff is always is it, you can always tell that a big stuff's happening and b that. You know, it's 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 a show with some style. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I really enjoyed the part of the Apocalypse fight where like Lilymon just chucks Mimi into the void. <laughs> yeah. Also, that they could reuse the stock footage of Flower Cannon. They did what they had to do, and just <laughs> it was so funny. Also, the part where you don't when they use Terra Force and uh, Ice Wolf Claw, and by them I mean the Megas, and you just don't see Matter Tie there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny like they they literally could not afford a single second of an animation even for the final battle <laughs> i was like watching these scenes and i was thinking like why are they all like why are they all riding all their digimon if that may, if you know what i mean like you have yeah. lilymon and then you have like you know garudamon or like mega kamiterimon just like put all the kids on like one of that and then just let the Human, like, I don't know. That that was it's like a goofy comparison, but I just I, I was just looking at it, just thinking like, okay, Mimi is literally just hanging off of Lilyman's leg or whatever. Like, I love it. She, she, they're holding hands, and then she just throws <laughs> Mimi, That's and right, then yeah. she just grabs Mimi. Like, okay, here you go. I'm you're back. Also, speaking of Lilyman, did, did anyone else notice that like Lilyman and Angelomon are drawn very differently in this episode yep. compared to usual? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were given the uh, they were given the big bat for some reason, and and also like whoever, uh, between why? that and Apocalypse pulsating, I think whoever animated this did so with one hand. Oh God! Huh. <laughs> I okay. Mind going crazy, or like there was a scene where like Kari sent flying, and Angie Woman catches her. I'm not sure if this was in the last episode or this one. It was, it was in the last, last episode. episode. I know what you're talking about. I have a screenshot saved, and I'm posting it right now. You well, like... you posted it last night. Am, am I am I wrong in thinking that that was just straight up like cleave like that was just yeah that was that was incredibly gratuitous like what that's you made it through the whole show without doing anything like too much like that and then you and then here we are in the final episode maybe that was it though they were like oh we've got no ideas what to do for the final episode to keep people watching for <laughs> two more episodes 
<laughs> like, hang on, I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just draws two circles on the whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, that, guy, that guy is now the creative head of the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Seven yeah. demon lords, more like seven demon orbs. Oh, no. Oh, no, I'll never know. Next bit. Yeah. After my horrible joke, I just need to say that Ogremon's goodbye and his little outfit, really good. <laughs> oh, yeah, his, like, he's sort of like... He's got, the, he's got the straw hat and the cloak. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. It's, uh, it's good. And I think, actually, not just the trolley, but that group picture, I think is also, like, one of the most iconic shots from the series. I love those mm. scenes. Yeah, I love those. Any any sort of scene where like they just end on like a nice photo or something like that. It's very like, yeah. I, I, I just it, it's very cute. Like Pokemon does that a lot. Um, and I, I know they yeah. do it in the anime a lot. There must be more examples than that. But I am it. If you, I am a little salty that of all the Digimon we get alongside our team, it's Centaurumon and not like Andromon. <laughs> Because Centaurumon is literally there, just there yeah. like twice, and then he's like, Where's... "Oh, I'm I'm in the group picture. I'm part of the group now." Where's Frigimon? <laughs> he should have been there. He, he should have been Frigimon. Can we can we Photoshop Frigimon like in like the background somewhere? I'll I'll see if I can. I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can okay. stick Frigimon in there for for a title card or something. Perfect. <laughs> we need no, all the no promises. The... No promises. I'm not very good. All the all stars of this uh, this this series of the Novacast. Let's say um, we need Frigimon, we need Etamon, Etamon. We need FIFA Who Lads. We need uh, <laughs> sixty four the... Brudamon. Uh, we need we need like uh, five million Numamon. Uh, we need some of these X antibody, whatever the hell they're called. Um, the Carriermon X. The... Terrymanx, <laughs> we need, uh, we need racist, pa- racist Togemon. No, um... we're not. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't need that. We're g- uh... I'll make at the end of the year. I'll make a clip show, and it's just uh, one of the clips will just be like us, like screaming and crying about how awful and how much we hate racist Togemon. <laughs> <laughs> please, please do. I would, I would, I would love that. I'll maybe I'll make a clip show. I would that would be kind of fun, but also I don't have a lot of the earlier episodes. We need a we need a hall of, hall of shame, and then it's just like it's Vaidemon, it's uh, racist Togemon. There, there's definitely more we can fit into that, I'm sure. So. Apocalomon. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a few, but there's a few that are, are good candidates. We'll we'll save that for, for well, what happens. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Maybe next episode. Yeah. Okay. Maybe next. We'll we'll talk more about that next episode. What did you all think of just in general, like the sort of like last shots we got with everyone on their Digimon? Because I. I really love that, like, Joe and Goemon's moments were really nice. And Joe, like, made another joke again. That's that that actually is a joke in the Japanese version. Oh, it, is it? It's it's the it's the the, the final the final punchline to a running joke that's been going through the entire season. Oh, it's the, I I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So three times previously, Joe comments like go on says like i'll give you a hand or you know give me a hand or something uh, and joel yeah, asks yeah. are do you even have hands or are those even count as hands uh-huh. and it, it finally goes full circle with joe asking if you can shake his hand at the end here i love that i love joe's joke i know this isn't with the like individual scenes but it's when they're hanging out by the cedrumon 
uh, Lake, and he's like, I wonder if we'll get an award or something when we get home, like an Emmy or something. That was <laughs> so... Did Digimon ever get an Emmy? Because it should have. Yes. They, they yes, name-dropped uh, it. Digimon, uh, cross, Digimon yeah. cross Wars won an international Emmy for Best Children's Show or something on the Wait. lines. Like, Wait, yes. so did, are you, are you being serious? I'm being serious, yes. Oh, Digimon wow. has has won an Emmy before, I believe. Well, there you go. Jeff Neal, You've made it, Joe. But You've made give, it. Give that Emmy to Jeff Neal. He deserves it. <laughs> I mean, he does. It, was, he like, he does. It, was, it was it was the Japanese version that won. Cross Cross Wars has never been localized or whatever. Are you saying Jeff <laughs> Nimoy doesn't deserve the Wait, Emmy? Wait, no, no. Cross Wars was oh, localized no, as, as Fusion. No, I mean, um, it, it, was, it was specifically Young Hunters. Oh, what? What? The worst one got an Emmy? <laughs> it's an Emmy. That makes me big mad. That makes me big mad. <laughs> it's an Emmy! <laughs> you guess. It, well, it, it's not I, joke I care. About it. I it's care like, immensely. Like, oh, it's a Grammy. <laughs> Whatever. Like just, just that. But the Emmys, like they don't matter. I know. I'm just, I'm just upset that the the only one that got recognition is the objectively worst one. But whatever. I'll, I'll just stew in my own feelings right now. Maybe the other ones did. I don't know. <laughs> but, but like maybe they got nominated. So, but yes, no. Digimon Cross Wars Young Hunters. Uh, won an Emmy. So, congratulations on your Emmy. Digimon Adventure also deserves an Emmy. So there you go. It does. And a Grammy for those hit songs. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's you needs an like MTV Music Awards. <laughs> a posthumous Emmy for changing the power, or a Grammy, not an Emmy. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I've got I've got a redaction to. Um, it only got nominated. Oh, okay. That makes me less mad then. Okay. Yeah, so it did not... Uh... Well, what did win? I feel like... This, 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 okay, this Emmy website is impossible to read, so I'm just going to keep looking at this, but yeah, feel free to talk about well, something else. Thank you, thank you for the blood pressure spike for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The I, I do appreciate that Sora got approximately... 68 seconds of character development with Biomon at the end, but it was also the, just the same stuff that we had already covered with her, so thank you for that, Digimon. With Biomon, be like, oh, I thought I was bothered, and she's like, no, you're my best friend, and I had trouble with my mom, but you're the best, and it's like, we already had that, could you have given us anything else of substance? Yeah, there. it's pretty uncomplicated in both versions, like, they're Essentially, just recapping their relationship dynamics for the the entire last episode, but it is sweet though. It is. I, it's. I did like, um, Padawan and TK crying their eyes out. Oh, that, that was that, was that cute. really made me emotional. That was. They're funny. just sweet I mean, babies. The, 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 yeah, and the, the, the dialogue was great. Now, the dialogue was good. It's like, well, are you crying? I'm crying because you're crying. Well, if you're crying because I'm crying because I'm crying because you're crying. <laughs> The, yeah, the, the sub it kind of adds another layer onto it where they're crying because they they think it'll be a long time. Like, it'll, it'll, it'll be so long that they think that when they see each other again that they won't even remember each other. Aww. And then Padamon remembers, oh no, the flow of time is synced up again. So we'll be growing at the same rate now. And that makes them happy. Aww. Because there's no chance that you know one of them could be dead and gone by the time they reconnect. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks for that. Them being like, okay, let's let's make a promise that we'll see each other again. And it's like, I know that we're going to get to that in like a few weeks. But that's really sweet. Just these, mm-hmm. little, these little babies, just like, we're going to see each other again. Pinky promise. 
okay, was the Gogmon and Matt thing of them both were like, hmm. Yeah, hmm. that was that was a dub invention, yeah. And in, in the sub there they just stare wistfully in silence until Gabumon requests you play as Harmonica. I love that. I I genuinely enjoyed that moment because it, they're just like because Matt is still putting up his stupid cool guy wall and Gabumon's <laughs> like, Well I'm I'm not gonna back down. I'm gonna keep saying hmm too. <laughs> One, okay, one thing that I did find really funny in the dub was uh, when they're at Primary Village and Mimi says, you know, all our friends will come back, like Waymon and Pixiemon and a Wizardmon. I'm just like, mm, maybe not that last one. <laughs> I was kind of sad she didn't bring up Chumon. I've got an update. <laughs> I've got an update. So, uh, yes, it, no, it didn't win, but it was nominated. And in 2013, yes, it was nominated in... 20, no, sorry, it was the 2012 awards, and it was beaten by the Amazing World of Gumball. So I feel like I feel like the uh, not only did it lose, but also a much better show won out in the end. So yes, I, yeah. I will I will agree with that. It is a much much better show than Hunters. <laughs> and probably all of Cross Wars, to be honest. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, Can't wait to get to that series. <laughs> yeah, in Woo. in four years, and probably four years at this rate, we'll have to dub it ourselves so we can <laughs> so we can cover it. Um, and and uh, yeah, the Kickstarter, yes. so that way you can help us. You can help us dub Digimon <laughs> Cross Wars. Yes, the Kickstarter begins now, and then runs for the next six years. So we actually managed to raise <laughs> even sm- some small amount of money. Um, yeah, I um. I don't have much more to say about this episode, to be honest. It was just very... I don't know, it's just uh, familiar, I suppose, is, is the phrase. I, I liked as much as it hurt uh, Palmon and Mimi's thing, just Palmon saying, like, oh, like, if I don't see her, then she can never say goodbye to me. And just... Yeah. Wow, that... Uh, That's that... such a, like... That, that you know... That's like the perfect sort of like kids' response to like a bad situation or something. They don't want to be in like having to, you know, like if you ever have yeah. to move away or anything like that. It's just like so sort of, you know, just pretend it's not happening sort of thing. And then it does happen. It, and, you know, and it feels very sort of sad. Perfect for Palmon and Mimi out of all the, out of all the duos, it feels most perfect for them because. Of, of the way their relationship has been of uh yeah you know like mimi has sort of like tried to be like hey palmon this is all the cool stuff. and palmon doesn't get it but she still like loves and validates mimi constantly no matter what even if she doesn't get her partner most of the time it's yeah i think the relationship is very sweet it's a bit of a strange one to focus on as like you know the the climactic emotional one at the end of the series but it was still handled well i, I, I like their their interactions a lot yeah, and then oh um also since we I don't think we covered it earlier uh the I'm kind of curious to hear just how stuffy the Izzy and Tentomon goodbye was in the sub. Okay, so yeah, so here I'll, I'll read out the transcripts. I, I, I did write this down. Okay. Okay, so in the original, uh, when they're you know packing up in the, the tram and getting ready to say goodbye, Izzy turns and bows to him and says, "Please forgive me. I've imposed on you greatly." And then Tentomon is taken aback and he sounds like he's gonna cry and he goes why are you speaking so formally to me even when we're about to leave and then izzy just says sorry what do you want me to say instead and then tentamon says that's a difficult question you shouldn't push yourself to figure it out 
someday he'll just be able to figure out how to speak naturally. Oh, jeez. And then Izzy says he hopes so and breaks down and cries and they hug. Uh, I, I really like the Izzy Tentomon moment in the dub because, again, it feels like an ultimate culmination of how far Izzy's come as a character, especially with Tentomon. Like, he just outright, like, he shows him, like, just like, I, he's like, I love you. Like, that's what you would say to your best friend when you're going to say goodbye. Like, I think that was a really good moment, too. I don't know if either of you feel the same, but that was like that. I think out of all of them, that one probably was kind of like the most impactful for me next to Mimi's in terms of just like, hey, like this kid who is not the best with words, but or with people just like, hey, partner, I love you. And when you're about to say goodbye like that. This show does emotions well, like when it really tries and doesn't undercut them. Yeah. But then it undercuts them by the windshield wipers. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but it, it, it's i'm used to the show doing that to an extent where it just feels like it's it's part of it you know yeah it's just part i, I, of would, I it, wouldn't want it any other scenes, way so. at least for the dub <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't want it to like sort of like some of these moments to just like linger on it too long there are times when it's working we've talked about this in the past but i think especially for that moment in particular, it was really good to just have that, like, oh, like, can you do one favor for me? Like, anything. And he's like, can you turn off those windshield wipers? <laughs> I feel like this dub is, if it goes too long without making a joke, it explodes. <laughs> so it can't be emotional for for too many seconds consecutively, unless there's something to undercut the, the tensions. Yeah. Also, we, uh, we got... I don't know if it was confirmed before, but we got the confirmed time of one minute in the real world is a day in the digital world, which Ooh. this morning I ended up trying to do math in my head of trying to figure out how long we're in the, in the digital world initially. <laughs> yeah. And how, a, and how did that line up with them coming back? <laughs> you could do some, you could do some. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure that math really measures up because they were, um, they said that when Ty was missing, he was gone for like, 40 days, was it? Something around there? Yeah, yeah like 40... So I'm, I'm pretty sure his entire Odaiba adventure, like taking the train home, chilling at home for a while, making food for Kari, uh, and then going out and dealing with Ogremon, I'm pretty sure that didn't all happen within 40 minutes. No, it happened yeah. in like 21 minutes. We saw it in the episode. <laughs> oh. I mean, I could, I could believe that, to be honest. Like, I could believe it happened in a fairly brisk Th- didn't space he... of time, but... Didn't know. he land in Odai? Like, weren't they already in Odai, but like near his apartment complex? They weren't far off. Okay, um, but yeah, it wasn't like I he was know, coming like, back from the summer camp. Yeah, it was. I don't know. And yeah, it's hard to say, but I think it. I don't think it's that different. So, and I think if you try to apply real maths to it, then you're going to yeah, just have a have a big headache and uh, <laughs> waste waste time. I don't know. I like the idea that they're like, we could spend 110 years here, and it's like, but wouldn't you all be super old? <laughs> what does do the age in the digital world? Like, I, that's, that's, that's a question, isn't it? I guess we don't know, do we? Yeah. I'm know. trying to think if there's any examples of that, like, in, in Most Digimon of time, specifically. Like, I think there's only one example we see of a character spending incredibly extended amount of times in the, the digital world and that character is like so far removed from time and space that it can't even count yeah and like, about, i feel like this Ryo. yeah rio 
Yeah, and I think that this this asynchronous rule is something that only existed in Adventure 01. And yeah. the fact that they do away with it before the end of the series says a lot yeah. about how... But why does it even guess, go away? Like, I kind oh, of oh, why, like why that it goes that away. I think it goes away because they, they are already writing 02, and they realize that the, the structure they'd set up for 02 only works if there's a, you know parity between the two timelines. Yes. No, okay, right, that's fine, but like they just sort of just sort of blame it on like a Pokemon. <laughs> they don't really give any comment. It's, it's I mean, such a hand, it's such a hand wave. I can't believe Pokemon reset daylight savings time. It is a hand wave, but I can see some kind of twisted logic to it that like he basically reset the world, right? Like he the world was essentially remade after yeah. Fall yeah. of the Darkness. Yeah, could... And while that's it was being remade, it, there was a portal to the human world open, so like there's a connection, a stronger connection between them now. I, yeah, it yeah, makes I guess, sense. I guess, yeah, that's that's that makes that makes yeah, even sense for me. To I guess I just like the idea series, of, but I can I can yada yada enough that it's not a complete you know butt pull. It's, oh so yeah, what I, saying, it's, it's not it, a deal breaker. It's just, it's just a theory. No, a Digimon. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Now if you are currently that. subscribed to the DigiNovaCast on any platforms, please feel free to unsubscribe now and give one stars. <laughs> please don't do that. But then, we love but our then, listeners. But then, but then we'll subscribe to my new Digimon podcast, <laughs> which is actually a YouTube series. I can't. I, no, I, I don't know anything about that series other than other than that. So uh, let's move on. I yeah, I, I don't know. Like I thought. Again, just to, uh, this is this is a this is something I've sort of frequently lobbed at the show, but I kind of feel like the whole "oh, you have to leave the digital world now" thing is kind of like a complete ass pull as well. Like they yeah. just they they just like we can spend it, forever here, and they're like, it, it actually, very much is. you can't it, because you will die. Reasons. It very much is, and knowing that zero two started literally the week after makes me kind of angry because it means nothing. Like, well, I don't want to get too ahead of things, but they immediately undo that in zero two, and they not only did they undo it, they retroactively undo it by showing that it was never an issue to begin with. So the fact that they milk it for fake drama at the end of this kind of makes me upset. Yeah, well, we know. Wait, we okay. know it's not an issue by time like our war game because like yeah, when you know, when was our war game in relation to all of this in Japan? It, it was set that the also spring, just the spring, because they make it sound like you will never be able to even, yeah. like, so much as it's, look at a pixel of your buddy again. So it, it's the, t- the timeline of our war game is a bit complicated, because in the, in, the, in the dub, it takes place the following summer, so almost a year later. Whereas in the sub, it takes place the, the following spring break, so about nine months later. Oh, no, I, I think I, slow means when was it released. When was oh, it released, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was released, like, the year after. Okay. So, like... Oh, so I mean, like, during O2. I, I think so, because like they, they went from one to the other like seamlessly. So yeah, let's, let's because that was probably around the time uh, Hurricane okay, Touchdown was, was released, I want to say. Okay, so no, this actually came out before the series was over. Our war game came out March 4th, whereas like this you know, show is still going until March 26th. What? So this so, okay, so, so here's, our, war, our, our war game came out a few weeks before the show ended. Yeah, so our war game came out okay. in Japan the day before the first Piedmont episode came out. What? Weird. They could have just waited some time and then had like Adventure Two air a bit later, but I guess they were, you know, maybe there was like maybe they, maybe they just had to like fight over a time slot. Like if they gave it up for any amount of weeks, they would just replace it with like 
One Piece or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine why they would be so concerned that they wouldn't. I don't know. It's just weird. Because at that point, well, you literally cut off all the tension of the show at the knees. <laughs> well, Adventure 2 was announced, so, you know. I think, yeah, I think that's, like, that's just the kind of the way that the, the production cycle works where they have to keep churning out. Like, they don't get breaks <laughs> back then, at least. Because you look at stuff that was made back then and how, like, you know, Inuyasha and Case Closed or Slash Detective Conan got, like, 600 episodes, like, back-to-back with no breaks in between them. Like, they were just constantly grinding out new stuff right. all the time. And I think the fact that our war game debuted in theaters meant that it was a bit more disconnected. It was like, you, you know, you just tuned in one week and our war game was playing. Yeah, it ran for a few weeks, I'm guessing. So, it's a weird one because it's like, you should air it while the show's on, like, in terms of, like, marketing and franchising and so on. Like, it, it just makes sense yeah. to do it that way. But it's like, and that, you know, without getting into the plot of that, although I'm sure anyone who's watching this has listened to this has seen it, it that, that is like, yes, it takes place afterwards, and yes, it does have the kids meet their Digimon once again, but, like, it's, it doesn't really go that much into the details of what happens in these episodes, I suppose. So it does leave room for, like, something to happen in these. Nothing, yeah, the, nothing the, does happen in these. The, but, dub, you know, the it, dub explicitly could... name drops the Dark Masters in the like the, the dub version of, of our war game, but the the English sort the original Japanese never yeah, never explicitly mentions anything that happens beyond the Myonis Mon. Okay. That's right. And also the heroes win. You know, it's just yeah. like come on. <laughs> like, yeah, what do you I, expect? I guess, yeah. <laughs> but I think it does I think it does do yeah, it, it would be weird watching that and then seeing like, we'll never see you again. It's like, well, We'll never see you again, uh, except for you, uh, Ty, Matt, um, Izzy, Izzy, T- Pat, TK, uh, and Izzy. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> and technically, you see the rest of them on like Izzy's cool new screensaver of Jedi's Zen Garden. <laughs> yeah, uh, no one else gets to see Gatamon walking into a wall. But uh, you know, <laughs> oh man, I can't wait. Yeah, so that's that's an interesting timeline. Yeah, yeah so, I think. Obviously, with the dub, we didn't get to see any of it until like most of the way into O2, right? So, uh, well, actually, we the 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 dub version came out fairly early into Zero Two's run because in in the dub there was a gap in area between the two seasons. Like there was about three months, I think. Yeah. Okay. So the movie came out like a few weeks into Zero Two, so before you know they even had their entire team assembled yet. Yeah, because when the movie came out, it was. The Adventure OVA, it was our war game and Hurricane Touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also in also in the in it, we're probably getting ahead of ahead of ourselves now. But in, in Adventure Two, they explicitly sort of have a reference to the fact that the movie is going to take place. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> very strange. So you know they kind of bake that into the into the dub version a bit more. So yeah, it's weird, but. Uh, I mean, I'm not complaining because our oh, war game's great. So, yeah, they were just you know, it's 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 worth on, yeah. And and like I say, I think it does sort of mean overall the ending of this and you know the circumstances with the Digidestined. It's just a bit. I don't know. It just feels a bit like we have to separate you now because it makes for an emotional ending. Yeah, and like, no other the entire context around it. Like in in a vacuum, it does work. If this was a self-contained series that ended right here. It would be yes. so emotional. 
But because yeah. of, you know, the fact that, A, we knew that Zero Two starts, like, the week after in Japan, so there's no tension there. B, our war game had already, had already come out in Japan, so, like, there's no question that they're going to get back together. And C, it just, yeah, like Tom said earlier, the, the, the nature of it as a huge multimedia franchise means even if nothing was announced, something was going to get announced. Like, there's no question about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. But, and, and, and for what it's worth, I think the ending of this show influences other things down the, la- down the line, both in the adventure canon and, and elsewhere. So, you know, it's, it's a, I think it sets a nice precedent for, like, this is how the Digimon hero story is most of the time going to end. Like, it, mm-hmm. that sort of separation and so and, on. So that's a, that's a, decent, earlier, that's a decent precedent to set because... Yeah. The alternative is that they just sort of hang out and live happily ever after, and it's while it can be a nice ending, it's I think the bittersweet aspect suits Digimon very well. So, and as I said earlier, the the, the Japanese version is genuinely moving with Butterfly playing. Like that yep. totally makes it. R.I.P. Kojiwata, you are a wizard. We love you, yeah, Kojiwata. The, the the like uh, what they call the perfect version of Butterfly is is very good, very 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 <laughs> good. Just giving you a hint there, Sloan, for music to use. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> we'll make you um, the edit. Just look up the music even because yeah, that will that will that alone will I mean, make it safe. Like so I said, make, I want to make, make it, it clear because I was very sarcastic and rude in my recap. This was I genuinely do <laughs> love this episode for what it's worth. I think it is. I think it is a very good cap off to this series and to the end of our adventure you might say yeah that's the adventure eh, eh, eh. <laughs> i i appreciate it you did a good job thank you <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think I, I, I am indifferent but let's move on <laughs> <laughs> i think we have covered all that we can manage from these episodes and then some Yes, more or less. We, yeah. We've squeezed the stone as, as dry as it's going to get. It's This is I the did, driest I, stone. I did like that one comment. I think it's Jedi or someone says, like, remind me to call you next time I have trouble with my landlord. <laughs> like, what, what, what a great, like, <laughs> line to tell someone who's just destroyed, like, the embodiment of Digimon misery or whatever. That was, that was Ogremon. Yeah, Ogremon says that to them as, as he's walking away. Oh, that's right. Ogremon is an ally. He is. He is a fully anti-landlord. He's great. And also, when Jedi disconnects for the first time, and the before Apocalypse shows up, he's like, "Oh, ran out of change." <laughs> that's just all. Oh, it's 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 so ridiculous. I love it. I Jedi really is just an exposition character who gets some really good lines sometimes. Yes, he is. Yes, he's he he is most of the time worth the bother. So, so now that we have finished. With the last episode, do we want to move on to some reader mail, perchance? Yes, we do have some Happy. reader mail this week. So, Scrafty, take that away for us. Alright, so, we always love getting reader mail. It's one of our favorite parts of doing this show. I feel like it's we're going to have some hot takes moving into Zero Two, which, to my knowledge, is more divisive than, than Adventure. I feel like we're not going to be as unanimous on the quality of some of these episodes. So, if you'd like to chime in on this discussion, or if you'd like to ask us any questions about this series or anything, really, as long as it provides interesting discussion, then you can send your email to diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D-I-G-I novacast at gmail.com. And this week, we have an email sent from a friend of the show, Violet DeBoer, and she has two questions. The first is, now that it's over, what's your 
fave and least favorite things about Adventure 01, and I want to say up front, we are going to save that for our retrospective episode, which we'll be recording next week, so stay tuned for that. And part two, if you could each pick any other big anime series that gets a 50-episode crossover season with this, what would you pick and why? Oh, jeez. That's... Oh, that's a tough. That's a tough question. So Sorry, what's the what's the question we're answering now? Sorry, again. The could question we're answering that? now is if you could pick any other anime franchise to get a full season, like a, not just like a one-off, like a full season Ooh. crossover. What would you do? Ooh. Okay, so you you go first. I, I okay. I, I don't know a, a lot of anime, so I need someone else to take this first because okay, I need I'll... to actually like spend the time to think. I'll go first. This is a it's maybe a generic answer, but I'm gonna say that basically any anime with a tournament arc, because that's the one thing I always feel if I like the series and missing is a tournament arc. Think about how freaking cool that would be with like the partner dynamic and everything. So just because this is my current brain worm, I'll just say I want like a G Gundam crossover, but instead of having Gundams, all of the different you know representatives from different nationalities of the world all have a unique partner that is like you know, catered to them and, and expresses their personality because having a big tournament with a bunch of different national stereotypes fighting with, you know, unique and weird partners would be hilarious. Um, God, it's hard. This is hard. I mean, I kind of want to say, like, um, I don't know, like, yeah, because I, I, I would love some sort of eventual crossover between Digimon and Pokemon, but I feel like that would be better done in the game space. And... You know, did you, po- did you want a Pokemon like... at the 2021 Olympic Games? <laughs> <laughs> Not that. Uh... <laughs> did no, you want I a Pokemon mean, Paper Jam? There are, a lot of pa- there are a lot of parallels. Obviously, Digimon has like a of anime series, like you know, Sword Art Online comes to mind. You know, in the in the game space, there's stuff like Shin Megami Tensei uh, and Persona, obviously. And then, God, this, you know. Obviously, there's a billion other like monster catching, like wannabe media things, like Monster Rancher and stuff like that. But oh, man, I don't know. Like in terms of like other anime, bloody good question that is. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> which is my way of saying I can't really answer it. I mean, like I think something like you know you you can imagine something for, coming from like a crossover with like My Hero Academia, for example, like or, or something like that. Like you know. You, that matches up well in terms of like having all these heroes with different powers and stuff, all these different Digimon with all their powers and stuff like that, and everyone throwing out attack names and things like that. It's it'd be a decent yeah. enough fit, and 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 it'd be See, fun to I feel imagine like... like Deku fighting with like Wargreymon, I guess, or something like that. But <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I I feel like one of the one of the most popular genres of crossover fan art is taking characters from different properties and just giving them like a team of Pokemon. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Imagine if you did that, yeah, but with but with Digimon instead. But I and... think I think Digimon is so weird though to do that with specifically. I think Digimon will be odd to do that with because the characters are char- the monsters are characters in their own right. If that makes sense, like Pokemon yeah. is great, but like the Pokemon are species. Like they are. I I don't I don't really think of Agumon as like a species. I think of Agumon as like a character. Gen- you know, generally yeah, that's, that's that's the character of Agumon from Adventure, who is Ty's partner. Sometimes it's. Marcus's Agamon, you know, there's, um, uh, you know, there's, there's a distinction, there's a uh, distinction between Agumon and Agumon 2006, we'll say that. <laughs> yeah, and like Agumon Cybersleuth and stuff like that. So, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's different and it would be tricky. So, I won't be able to say, like, oh, you know, you could have Deku and you'd have like this Digimon, but 
it would be fun to see like I think specifically it would have to be something where you also have like you know the Digidestant showing up as well. I think that would have to be a yeah. key part of it. Um, and I think that would still be a fun matchup with like my you know MHA. Uh, for for the record, I do think the perfect partner for Deku would be um, Hackmon. Little, <laughs> yes, yes, little, yes, yeah, little dragon baby who has limitless potential, but it takes a lot of work to get there. Absolutely, hundred percent. That's that's the perfect fit. Absolutely, but no, yeah, I, there, there might be something else, but. I don't, you know, I'm very sort of picky with my anime, I guess. Like, I, I, I find it, I have like a very hit and miss, like a very odd relationship with it. So, the shows I've watched, like, stuff I've watched recently, like, what I've watched recently, like, Doro Doro, BNA, um, before then, it was probably Mob Psycho 100 or something. Yeah, like. I, I want to, okay, no, never mind, I'm kind of changing my answer. I want Doro Hidoro, but instead, Kama has an Agumon head. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Dora, Dora, everything's the same except for except Kaiman has an Agumon head. That's the only difference. Okay, love it. Perfect. You got an answer yet, Stone? Okay, uh, let's go with JoJo's and the Digimon are stands now. <laughs> I thought about JoJo's, but the problem with doing a crossover between JoJo's and anything else is that JoJo's is just too goddamn weird, <laughs> like in in non-specific ways. Like, I summon my so stand, sort of like, Lilymon. And then it would just be it makes flowers appear. I don't know. I don't really stands are weird. <laughs> yeah, it'd just be like flowers appear where there was previously like fridge magnets or something like <laughs> Jojo's is just it, it's it's bizarre, let's say. War War Greymon gets power <laughs> to just like shoot like giant balls of energy, but then Lilymon's like every five steps you take three flowers appear. One of these flower flowers is poisonous. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I think, yeah, I feel like that's the the joy of JoJo's is that there's such a grab bag of powers. Like you've got, you know, Star Platinum, whose main power for the majority of the series is just he punch real good, and then in I'm, part eight, punch real got, fast. Yeah, punch punch real fast, and then in in part eight, <laughs> you've got a stand called Fun Fun Fun, whose power is if the user is standing a floor above someone and that someone cuts their limbs. You can control their limbs like a puppet, but only as long as you remain standing above them. <laughs> Love it. Makes makes sense. And you know what JoJo's is good at? It's good at introducing a concept like that in a very sort of like like measured way, so that you you like learn the power and like it's 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 clearly just making shit up, but like it's so like well done and like yeah. tense and so on. And also, yeah. the problem with Jo the problem with JoJo's is that it's so like. It's the complete opposite opposite of Digimon, I would say, where, like, I think, in Adventure at least, they generally kind of have these sort of rules about how powers work and stuff like that. And it's also very sort of... It's it's a show with, like, a very strong emotional core. JoJo's is different. Just just (laughs) toss it all to the wind. only really deals in emotions like, you know, tragedy, let's say, or or humour. Like, it, it really just deals in that. So... What yeah, would Frigimon's stand fit. power be? I feel like that would, that's what would make it fun, though, is that it's such a weird, out-there combination. Yeah. I mean, okay, if, if it was just going to be something that would be, like, like messing with my head specifically, it would, yes, just, just have Ty and crew meet Ash and Brock and Misty and just do that Pokemon crossover and, and really mess with my head <laughs> but that has to happen someday right there no. has to be pikachu and agumon in the same thing that would be too I, weird. i'm so curious because then like 
the, like Digimon franchise is mostly owned, like at least outside of the anime, is mostly owned by uh, Bandai these days. And Bandai and Nintendo have a very good working relationship right now because of they do. the collaborations that are on Smash and other yeah. stuff. But the Pokemon yeah. company—they they always have done. Like even going back to like the, I think the GameCube was when they really started palling around together, like with Pac-Man versus and stuff like that. Like yeah, um, so, and then, so yeah, who knows? Maybe, nowadays, yeah. Maybe we'll get um, Agumon and Smash or something. Ooh, I, I I would I would doubt that purely because I think that's crossing over into like I know I know they technically started out as these little virtual pets and stuff, but I w- I don't really see them as a game property. I... So, but I could still see something happening where there's like a crossover of some sort, like like a monster catching like like something equivalent to like Super Robot Wars, but like specifically for like monster catching games Ooh. would be really fun to see. And then at that point, you can start roping in like Yokai Watch and Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that as well. Like that would be that be interesting. The only to see. reason like, well, I wouldn't want Agumon and Smash is because it's an anime character, and then all the annoying Smash people would be like, "But where's Goku?" And yeah, I think that so, I think so, that crosses the line. Which Sa- Sakurai would like not be able to handle it, and like I would feel bad for him. So no Agumon and Smash solely to to make sure that Sakurai is okay. Okay, if there's no yeah. Agumon in Smash, then I will settle for Pikachu cameo in Rumble Arena 3 on the Switch. Okay. <laughs> hey, Pokken, Pokken, if they do another Pokken, just put Greymon in it. Like, that would be great. Yeah. Oh, there there you go. That would be great. Eh? Oh, no. Ship yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Alright, next question. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's our last question. <laughs> would, what, oh, okay, would, what, what would Frigimon stand power be? I think we need to figure this out before Frigimon we end. Frigimon stand power? Would, yeah, if Frigimon were a stand, mm. or if he had a what would his Yeah, what if would he had a stand. Be? Let's say if he had a stand. Um, Which would human say... would Frigimon stand be? So if, if Frigimon <laughs> had a stand, it would be called Ice Ice Baby. And Ooh, okay. It's, it's power it. would be Take to... It. It, it, it stand would be called Ice Ice Baby, and the power would be the ability to decrease the internal temperature of anything that he touches, but not visibly. Like it's a subtle thing. Like all of a sudden, whatever he touches just starts feeling cold on the inside, or like your organs freeze, but you don't have any visible scars outside. So you just instantly die, but you just don't see it. Yeah, your like, organs will freeze in 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 three minutes, and then like they have like they spend the twenty minute episode, you know. Counting it down. Through the experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, so, if you've not seen JoJo's, everything runs on like planet Namek is about to explode. Energy of like, yeah, time just running at an infinitesimal pace. I like, think, yeah, I think the, the the perfect encapsulation of that is is in the last episode of Star Wars Crusaders. Dio counting down from ten in quote unquote real time. It takes twenty five seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> mm. Anyway, yeah, yes. I mean that works perfectly with the the digital world then because neither <laughs> of them like exist on real time. Yeah. Oh, I can I can only stop time for one second. All right. Well, that's useless then. I forgot to tell you, it's one second of digital time. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's three years. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just that King Crimson that one King Crimson video, but about the digital world time. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. See, uh, yeah, we we can't talk about part five of Rise. I'm gonna get annoyed about the ending again, but uh, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's enough anime, and I, I'm, no, I'm... I, I don't count I don't count the Digimon dub as anime. By the way, it's uh, it's a cartoon. Also, also, I'm told by a certain website. Fair enough. <laughs> I I feel like it's 
like I said before, it's kind of like a multimedia machine, but the anime is the part that's mostly the most well-known because it has the best penetration in North America. Yeah. Like, I'm sure I would, there's I would tons of... So. Yeah, like, the, 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 the commercial for the series 30th anniversary that aired in Japan a few years ago... Or not the 30th, 25th anniversary that aired in Japan a few years ago. I was gonna say, ago. God, where did time go? <laughs> um, uh, they had this, like... It was like it was like a, a multimedia trailer. So they showed the, the card game and the virtual pets and the video games and the anime and the drama CDs and the manga and everything. Like obviously, it's a big deal in many regards in Japan. Whereas in North America, it's pretty much just you know the the anime that made any of an impact at all. Like they, they had to be a huge campaign just to get the last few games localized. Yeah, but the games have been very successful over in the West. Like when they eventually brought over Cyber Sleuth, it was it did it did very well like i think that was the reason they made hackers memory even so and and then they brought over you know digimon world next order and even dubbed it like and now they're didn't, making didn't Survive, that flop which... though didn't didn't next order flop in um i think it maybe did America? but it also maybe didn't i don't think and i don't necessarily think that it was that well received either so like it's kind of like a mix of like well yeah, okay, <laughs> and I know that we've gotten we've gotten basically every mobile game that Japan's had in the past like five years as well, which probably is a huge revenue stream yeah. for them considering how profitable like every but mobile like, game under the sun is. Yeah, they also went and like ported Cyber Sleuth to uh, as well as making a hacker's memory. They also did the ports to P, uh, to Steam and to Switch. So like. You know, it's mm-hmm. doing, and I think it's still doing pretty well. And they've been pretty open about the fact that they are obviously they're making survive, and they said from day one that that will be coming out in the West, I believe. Yeah. And then they've been pretty open about the fact that they are working on the next Digimon story game. Like I, oh, I would imagine, wait, have they? That that has like a much, yeah, yeah. They they they've gone out and said that like the Digimon, you know, games team most recently in like interviews about survive generally, but they've gone on record and said. Yeah, we're making another Digimon story, like a proper follow-up RPG. to Cyber Sleuth, let's say. So, okay. I don't know if it's going to be set in the same universe or whatever, but like, they've been, yeah, if you can go out and find quotes about that, I'll, I'll try and find some, I guess, but yeah. So, and I, I would I would have to imagine that's a PS5 game, so like, you know, the Digimon games are growing. But yes, in Japan, they have a much bigger presence with stuff like the Wonderswan games and the PlayStation games and you know they had stuff like Digimon World redigitized and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's a big, it's a bigger thing over there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I wish we got more stuff over here. To be honest, like I've heard that some of the manga are really good, and the fact that we have to rely on like really crappy fan scans is a bit sad. Yeah. Hopefully, the West will get better and get more in the future. We can only hope, really. More Digimon. Whatever. Oh, Digimon. Just in gen- Just can we get more and better in, in the West in general? Yes, anything exactly exactly so those were our answers uh, thank you for the for the email violet thank you we would we would do did you i can't remember what we said it's i don't i'm losing it <laughs> what, uh, was, what was my, our list my, my hero academia i sort of threw out there was like a thing and then like the original pokemon anime as well um uh, uh scrafty said something I can't remember. Uh, I'm so sorry. Gundam and Dorohidoro. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then and you said and you said JoJo's. Good, good old JoJo. So again, uh, <laughs> thank you for thank you for the question, and we will cover your other question next week when we dive into our big retrospective. Which, hey, next week there is no watching. We are just going to be covering all of of all of our thoughts on this first series. So and we we might yeah. have a special guest. We might have a special guest. 
Stay tuned. We're just gonna we're just gonna shoot the breeze about the series as a whole, and yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have just uh, our general thoughts on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you hey, send send in your thoughts, and ask if you there's anything in particular you want to ask. Yeah, we would we'll, we would love we would love to know. We'll put a call out yeah. on Twitter uh, later this week. But if if you're listening to this and you haven't seen that call out, if you have like, just general thoughts on Adventure Zero One that you'd like to share with us, send them send them into us, and we'll read them out on on air. We'll we'll yeah. Share the appreciation we have of the series for everyone. We want to, you know, bask in the nostalgia with people who enjoyed the show yeah. when they were younger. Let it, let us know what you like, what you maybe didn't like, etc., etc., and and we'll share those out. Totally. Yeah, that'd be great. So, Scrafty, where can we find you at then? I am on Twitter at Scrafty Devil. Currently, just kind of like continuing to go through my my current fixations, mostly like chipping away at more uh, rewatching more Gundam anime because I forgot how amazing some of that stuff is. Like. Legit, Turn A Gundam might be one of my favorite shows of all time. Like upon revisiting it, it's it's really really good and has gorgeous music and amazing animation and great characters and it's like the just the full package of everything that you want in a like good media. So I'm 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 very pleasantly surprised that it not only holds up really well but is maybe even better than I remember it being. So that's great. And otherwise, apologies if anyone followed me for cosplay. I haven't done a lot of that lately because of quarantine, obviously. But I'm planning a bunch of cool stuff that will hopefully pay off whenever we're allowed to be outside again so uh stay tuned for that as well are you gonna do any digimon cosplays in the future i'll, I'll think about it there, there there aren't any that like have really jumped out to me as things that will like I, that i could nail just because okay. you know i'm obviously very particular about the kind of characters that i do yeah but no, I'll, totally I'll, I'll i'll look into it more because there are there are a few characters that I think it would be really fun to, to portray, mostly from Cyber Sleuth, just because of how bombastic and ridiculous the designs are. Oh, definitely. How about how about you, Tom? Where, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, my username is at ColdManHot, but you know, you'll probably just see me as Tom or some variation on the word Tom. I'm just playing video games as usual. Um, I've just picked up a bunch of stuff from the indie stuff on Switch, so that's me having plenty to do i've been playing a short hike which is a really lovely game uh oh i love that game so much yeah hugely recommended uh it looks great on switch it, it's i had no idea i knew of the game but i had no idea that the, the, the it has like a visual style which is probably well definitely purposefully meant to evoke like ds level 3d like it's very similar it's got a very similar look to like phantom hourglass and those kinds of games and like Animal Crossing Wild World. So like if you if you have any fond memories of like that like late two thousands DS gaming and stuff like that, then I'd highly recommend it. Even if you don't, it's very sweet and short and yeah, it feels great to play. It's got really fun dialogue, good secrets, and it's like cheap as hell. So yeah, get on it. Uh, and then yeah, I've got other stuff to play like picked up Manifold Garden, picked up Hypnospace Outlaw picked up moon which comes out soon moon actually by the time you listen to this moon will be out so i'm just gonna plug this here moon is a ps1 jrpg but it's it, it basically calls itself the anti-rpg and it's being published by onion games a company founded by moon's creator it's been ported by onion games to the switch it's the first time it's ever been released in english the english translation has been done by the wonderful tim rogers who you may know from kotaku and various other things this is a game that basically was one of the key inspirations for Undertale, I believe, other than the Earthbound series. So 
I am incredibly looking forward to playing that for the first time. And yeah, I think anyone who likes RPGs and quirky stuff in general, especially PS1 RPGs, will find it fascinating. So it should be out by the time you listen to this. So I hear it's fantastic. I'll be playing it for myself. I suggest you do the same thing if you've got the money and the time. So um, it's like fairly cheap though. So yeah. Jokes anyway, on you. Yeah, I'm going to upload uh, this episode on Monday now so that way it won't be out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. Well, you've got two days to edit it. So oh, good. <laughs> good, good luck with that. <laughs> time to be up for 48 hours straight. <laughs> uh, it's out on the 27th. So yeah. But yeah, that's that's all I'm doing. So um, where can we find you, Sloan? You can find me at Sloan Rosette. Uh, I'm still playing a lot of Slay the Spire. I'm going to be getting some of those indie games on the Switch soon. I've, cause I've got sort of limited money, and I want to get, like, say, like, one or two that, like, I'll really, like, dig into. So I'm still thinking about that, because there were so many that were announced and, like, just just dropped out of nowhere yes. that it's it's kind of a tough decision to decide, hey, which, which two, one or two, or maybe even three uh, games out of, like, 50 do you want? It's not easy. And besides that, I have been getting deep into a tabletop hole in preparation to one day torture Scrafty and Tom with a Digimon campaign. So... I don't think we'll do it. We probably won't do anything that big for the podcast on that. But you know what? I'm I'm trying, and I want to do that one day too. So I'm sure I'll talk about tabletop stuff as I learn more about it. More. Cool. Very nice. I'm very excited for that, actually. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. I I promise. We're gonna get that going. Even even if I'm sure Tom is like, please do not drag me into your. No, no I'm all up for it. Yeah, <laughs> let's 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 see where this goes because. Yeah, it's, we'll it's where it goes. maybe maybe yeah. we'll do something for. I don't know. I mean, like it's still obviously planning stages, but it, maybe if we we might do so like a stream or who knows what we'll do. We'll do some, maybe we'll do something. I I can't resist not doing something for this. So yeah, exactly. Well, maybe we'll exactly. make that our second OVA as session zero of this this tabletop campaign you have planned. Yeah, <laughs> and then we just won't do. We won't, you can just hear us make characters, and that's it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play a rogue. Um, so I can, uh, um, oh my god, oh my god, I'm Rogue just no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna subject myself to failure. I was trying to, like, okay, how do I work this into Piedmont's trick? Uh, and then I failed miserably, so let's just end the episode. So, so you you suffered Piedmont's trick, I did, I tricked myself, so there you go, uh, by not, <laughs> so... being, by not being funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> so next week we do have our special retrospective. So send in anything that you want, and we'll we'll read it, and then uh, we'll be letting you know more about our plans before we get to O2 very soon. But until then, this was the DigiNova Cast, and thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Hey, did you mind? Hey.